Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Hey there, you're listening to the Lazy Genius Podcast. I'm Kendra Adachi, and I'm here to help you be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. Today's episode 282, how to have people over to eat. Feeding people at my house is one of my favorite things in the entire world. And I hope that my enthusiasm for it and the permission that you're going to hear in this episode, it will help you be excited about it too. But I also know that we all have a lot of speed bumps when it comes to hospitality and entertaining and having people over. So I want to speak to a few of those today and maybe like sand them down a little bit. So they're less bumpy. So we're going to go in the right order today. The order matters a lot here, more than you realize probably. And we're going to start with who do you want to have over? Why does it matter? When could you do it? And then what will you eat? You often start with what you're going to eat and then you get freaked out and you just stop. The right order matters here. So let's take it. All right. So the first thing, who do you want to have over? Start there. So often we're like, I should have more people over or something super general like that. And then we're stuck because of that whole wrong order thing. So who would you like to have over? Make a list of people that you would enjoy having in your home. Maybe it's like one single person. Maybe it's a larger group. Write down all the possibilities that come to mind and then start small with one. Just pick one. Pick a person or a family or a couple of people that you're going to prioritize having over soon. That's it. Now, before we move on uh, to why it matters to have them over, let's also say a word about the the regulars, okay? We have instances where we invite people over on purpose, right? And then there are the people who are in and out of our home fairly regularly without our personal pursuit of them. Like when your kids bring friends home from school, like on the weekends or something, or um, family members who live nearby. And it's just really easy to be like, you want to stay for dinner, Right? There are those very casual, possibly kind of spontaneous times when people are coming over and those people feel super comfortable in your house, almost like they live there. There is an ease and you also want to be prepared for that ease. So that's another way of looking at your list of who comes over. There is a difference between people you invite and people who don't mind inviting themselves or you can invite last minute and it's no big deal, right? But write those down so you know what you're dealing with rather than just having this like amoebic grand idea of having people over. Like what people? What people? The next step is to ask why it matters. Why open your home to these people? Why are you wanting to do it? Naming that really helps you make decisions in the next two steps, okay? So each person on your list could have a different why. They actually probably will. Some possibilities on your list and their whys are like the new neighbors, 
that just moved in and you want to meet them before so much time goes by that you feel weird not yet knowing their names. That's why you want to have them over. You just want to like get to know each other, super casual, right? Low pressure. Maybe uh, someone on your list is a couple from church who you like always enjoy saying hi to, but you haven't had the chance to have a real conversation and would like to do that. Maybe it's a family of one of your kid's school friends because it's nice to be connected as families, not just as kids, okay? Now, why does it matter to have those people over? The answer could also simply be to just have fun. But I think putting a word or two to the reason and even the feeling that you want those people to experience, it's super helpful to you as you have them over and to them so that they feel welcomed in the way that you hope they do. So go down your list of the people that you wrote down and then next to those names, write down why it matters to have them over. Why do you want to have them over? The third step is to focus on when you're going to do it. Notice we have not gotten to food yet at all. The food is last. Stop stressing about the food. Let's talk about when, when you're going to do it. On that same list, if you want, you can write down the time of day or week that would be nice to have this person over, especially based on why you are doing it, okay? If you want to have that couple from church over because you would love to have a conversation with them, but you have young kids, chances are conversation will not really happen if you have that couple over for dinner, because dinner like quickly transitions into bedtime and kids are crazy at dinner, all the things. Instead, the best time to probably have that couple over for dinner is after the kids are mostly in bed or like at least kind of ready for bed, right? You can have them over for dessert. You see what I mean? Like who it is and what you're hoping for, it impacts when you do it. It doesn't have to be dinner. Like having people over does not automatically mean you have to eat dinner. It can mean breakfast, brunch, lunch, popsicles or hot chocolate in the yard in the afternoon, dinner, dessert later that evening, whatever, okay? So write down the time or times that would make the most sense for the people on your list based on why they're coming in the first place. Now, I have mentioned this before, but one way that you could approach this is to put regular occurrences on your calendar of having people over to eat, but without the people yet, right? If you notice that a lot of the times on your list are, you know, Saturday breakfast or lunch after church or a Friday night dinner or whatever, you can decide once to block out, you know, the first Saturday of every month to invite someone over for breakfast or something like that. Schedule the time, make space for this before you even put the people in place. I have been doing that for lunches with friends. I mentioned that a few episodes ago, and it's been magical. I've hung out with like half a dozen people over the last month that I have not spent time with in months. All because I've put one to two lunches a week in place in my calendar. Like it's so helpful. It's such a helpful thing. Also having the who, why, and when like all together. It's like, I know who's coming. I know why I want them to come and I know when they might come. That also gives us what we need for the inviting. Okay. Sometimes that's the hardest part, the asking someone to come over, especially if you've never really hung out with them before. So I just want to say this, don't give up. Like get started and also don't give up. If it doesn't work the first time and you have to cancel or they can't do the dates that you offer or whatever, try again later. My rule of thumb is to try three times. And if you get three no's, like without a lot of enthusiasm for finding the next time, it's okay. Maybe those people would rather not hang out. Like that's okay. But don't give up after the first time is what I'm saying. Like, try again. Recently, we had a situation like a little similar to this 
one of my kids has a buddy at school and he he talks about her a lot. They've been friends for a couple of years. They've gone to each other's birthday parties. Like they're just really good friends. And when we have been with her family in those times, you know, at those parties or, you know, at a school function or something like that, we've really enjoyed our conversation. You know, like it was very short and casual, but it was nice. And there were months, months of us saying like, we should hang out sometime as families. Like we'd love to have you over. And they're like, oh, we'd love to have you over without ever doing it. Because life is life, right? It's just what happens. At the end of last school year, like we're, it's October right now. At the end of last school year, I was like, we are having this family over for dinner this summer. And we never did. We never did. We went well over a year. All of us saying we should hang out, but not doing it. Well, a few weeks ago, I texted the mom and I said, can y'all come over on this date? And she couldn't that date, but she offered a different one. And then we put it on the calendar. And then the day before that date, I got hit with a terrible cold, uh, the remnants of which you can probably still hear in my voice. And we had to cancel. I was so bummed. And it would be easy in that cancellation because of like how much time passed to get there to feel really defeated in that, right? That's kind of a, mm, an obvious, perhaps, uh, response to that. But in that cancel, I was like, no, nope, no, nope, we're not doing that. In the cancellation, in the text, I threw out another date, like a couple of weeks down the road, and it worked for them. We made it happen, or we're about to make it happen. When you're listening to this episode, we will have had dinner with them, like just this past weekend. But right now when I'm recording this, they're coming over in a couple of days. I mean, hopefully, right? But my point here is these things can often take a lot of time. And it's easy to get discouraged when they don't work perfectly the first time or if they take too long. You think something is wrong with you. You think you're doing it wrong or that they don't want to hang out. Those things aren't true, okay? So just keep at it in the kindest possible way. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Rosetta Stone. Last year, Kaz and I went to Italy and holy moly, what a trip. The museums, the food, the culture. At least once a week, I still think about the gelato. One thing that would have been nice, though, is to know actual Italian. We used translation apps and we made it work, but I love that I can start learning new languages for future trips now with Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with 25 languages to choose from. I can learn on the go with downloadable offline lessons in the app or at my desktop. My favorite feature, though, is true accent, which gives me feedback on how well I'm pronouncing words as I'm learning them. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the Lazy Genius podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com genius. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com genius today. Have you ever brought your magic to Walt Disney World like, hey, we came to play? Did you tip your tiara to a Creole princess or get goofy officially? When we come through, it's true magic. Because we came to play at Walt Disney World Resort. This episode is sponsored by Pros. 
I started using Pros because of a podcast ad over three years ago, and my hair has never been happier. Your hair and skin can sway your mood, they can impact your days in ways that you cannot underestimate. That's why Pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. From millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely yours or mine. I love my Made for Kendra shampoo and conditioner formulas more than any other products I've ever tried on my hair. With Pros, it's easier to care for my hair and feel confident in how it looks daily. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin that they're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash lazy genius. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash lazy genius. That's P-R-O-S-E.com slash lazy genius. This episode is sponsored by Wayfair. I love being home, especially now that my home reflects my style. No matter your style, Wayfair is your go-to destination for home decor. The Waberhood exists in every zip code because Wayfair helps everyone create a home they love and makes it easy with fast and free shipping. We just hung the Sabine metal curved oval mirror in our dining room, and it's like the room took a deep breath and suddenly feels like itself. To find your own happy place in the Waberhood, just visit Wayfair on their website or through the Wayfair mobile app. Wayfair, every style, every home. One final word on the when piece uh, it goes back to those spontaneous slash regular visitors for meals, you know, like family and friends or friends of your kids. You could notice that most Friday nights, your teenagers bring somebody home from school. Plan on it, you know, put that on the calendar. Just assume you will have people join you on Friday nights or whatever, you know. Or don't plan anything. Don't don't even plan anything. Just be willing to be spontaneous. I think usually the thing we stress out over with spontaneous meal invitations is the food, which we're about to get to. But honestly, people just don't care as much as we think, especially the people who are, are happy to be spontaneous companions to our meals, right? To just come over because. Last night, my, uh, my mom stayed for dinner. And as I... I pulled out the produce that I was going to make, and it was all rotten. Uh, that was fun, and I had to pivot. I also had gotten home later than I thought, so I had less time to make dinner the way that I intended to. So I threw some chicken thighs in a baking dish with some barbecue sauce, and I baked it for, you know, 20 or 25 minutes or whatever until it was done. I put frozen fries in the air fryer, and I cut up some carrots and apples. Y'all, I fed my mother crinkle fries and carrot sticks like she was a toddler. And yet, who actually cares, right? She didn't. Those carrots were bomb, y'all. They were so sweet. They were so good. The chicken was delicious. Who doesn't care about fries? Like, it was great. But the point of my mom staying for dinner, you know, it's not about the food, right? It's about being together, just in the regularness of life. So keep that in mind with those spontaneous meal companions. Remember what matters, and it is rarely the food. You can feed them whatever you have. And now the final step, we figure out what we're going to eat. I already said this, but it doesn't have to be dinner. It can be any meal. It can be a snack. I remember um, Shannon Martin, either Shannon did this recently or she shared when someone else did and tagged her in it. I don't remember, but she or someone else, they texted the neighbors and said, everybody bring a snack. We're going to sit out in the yard and hang out. And people came. Like, we all just long for connection. And the more that connection is without 
pretense or being impressive, the easier it is for people to say yes. So remember, it doesn't have to be dinner. It also doesn't have to be indoors. You can do the yard thing or the front porch thing or the meeting at the park thing. It doesn't have to be around a table. It can be on a picnic blanket or on the couch or on the coffee table or standing in the kitchen because that's how a lot of us eat, you know? It doesn't have to be like this amazing four-course thing around your dining table. Um, For a while, we had a... So we have a dining room, like separate from the kitchen, and we had this, you know, big dining table in there. It was big. It was meant to be big to hold a lot of people because we host like community group for our church and stuff like that. But the table itself was like a little bit unwieldy in its size and like kind of how the chairs worked. Like it's it's a long, unimportant story, but it wasn't easy to eat at that table, okay? So the point is when we would have, uh, there's a family that we hang out with a lot, and when they would come over, it's six kids all together, and the kids would sit at our regular kitchen table, like where we have dinner every night, that's right there in the kitchen, that's in our L. You know, if you've heard me mention like tidy the L, it's like our living room, kitchen table, kitchen area. So the kids would sit there, you know, none of us would sit in a separate dining room. The kids would sit at that table. And then the adults, we would just like hang around the island. But y'all, we only have two bar stools. So our friends, they almost always sit in the bar stools because I'm like standing at the island, like, you know, making food or whatever, although they help all the time, but they'll sit in the bar stools and then Kaz or I will like either stand up or we'll sit on this little bench in our kitchen where we all sit down to put on our shoes. The number of meals the four of us adults have eaten that way is many, many meals. And it's great. Like it doesn't really matter because of what matters most about being with those friends, right? Okay. Now here... Here's another thing. This is why the list of who you're having over and why you're doing it matters. If you are having your boss and her husband over or something because you want to connect with them on a personal level, but also like you're trying to establish more of a relationship so you can move up in the company or something, I don't know. Your purpose will dictate the when and the food that you eat. I'm guessing that you're not going to make your boss stand while the kids take all the chairs. I mean, I don't know your boss, but I'm just guessing. My, my point here is that it's normal and okay for different people to require or uh, compel certain decisions around the meal. That is okay. Not everybody's going to get crinkle fries. It's fine if you want to cook something that's like a little bit more put together for someone that you're trying to connect with for purposes beyond just like a casual, warm relationship. Now, this example does feel like more of a 1960s scenario than one right now. Like, I don't know if people still have their bosses over for dinner, but it's a good example to illustrate that everybody, everybody has different reasons and that's okay. Okay. So back to what do you eat? It doesn't have to be dinner. It doesn't have to be indoors, which that impacts the food. It doesn't have to be impressive, right? Who you're having over, when they're coming and what matters about it will very likely give you some very helpful limitations in what to make. And it Often does not have to be impressive, but it could be dessert, an easy dinner, breakfast, whatever it is. But here are some practical ways to think about the actual meals uh, that you might cook. First, you can use the principle of decide once. That's the number one Lazy Genius principle in the book, The Lazy Genius Way. You can use that principle to name the meal that you always make for dinner the first time someone comes over. Pick something you know how to make in your sleep that does not stress you out and that that is going to always be the thing that you make the first time someone comes over or every time. I mean, you could cook the same thing for people. It doesn't matter. 
You could also create a matrix of three or four meals that you enjoy cooking that are easy for, you know, adding a few people to dinner. And you just rotate through those meals for all of your entertaining requirements. Like that's just what you make all the time. So for example, when you mark that first Saturday of the month as the one that you have someone over for breakfast, right? You can put in the notes of that calendar item what you're making. Like go ahead and decide. It's like, you know, French toast casserole the first month, biscuits and bacon the second month, waffles and egg casserole the third month, and then you just keep rotating those or whatever, you know, make it easy on yourself. Ultimately, not starting with the food makes deciding the food so much easier. If you're having a certain person over for a very specific reason at a very specific time that suits them and the reason you're hanging out, the food almost takes care of itself. You're not choosing from every meal ever Just pick the thing that makes the most sense that you feel comfortable making. And if you are not a cook, order pizza, put out, make a charcuterie board, you know, put out meat and cheese and fruit and stuff, order like perfectly grilled Greek chicken from like a local place, and then supplement it by making like your own big salad and heating up store-bought pita bread in in a low oven, you know, like take the pressure off. You can make a lovely welcoming meal without cooking it. That the problem is not, what should I cook when people come over? That is starting with the wrong thing. That is going out of order. Start with who is coming, why they're coming, and what matters about that, and when they'll be there. And then pick the food that makes the most sense for you and them. Now, is this simple? Yes. Is it slightly annoying because you have not gone in this order before and you don't think it's going to work? Also, possibly, yes. It's okay if you're annoyed with me right now. But I still want you to try it. I promise you that this order makes all the difference. Okay, before we go, let's celebrate the Lazy Genius of the Week. Today, it's Natalie Seymour who sent me this message on Instagram. Hi, Kendra. I wanted to share a slightly different way I used the episode on fall planning from a couple of weeks ago. I have an autoimmune disease that often flares up with weather changes and stress, basically a given in the fall. I used the steps from the episode to narrow down what matters most when I'm sick. Food, fluids, rest, pain relief, and comfort. I, list, I listed items from those categories that help, and I put them together in a flare kit. I have shelf-stable items like my favorite instant pho, powdered smoothie mix, tea, etc., plus a heating pad, meds, candle, and other comforts. All those items are in a cute basket in the guest room closet, ready for when I need them. Knowing that I have what I will need helps ease some of the anxiety. Thanks for the inspiration. Natalie, Natalie, I could not love this more. I could not love this more. Partly because I get asked quite often to do an episode about chronic illness and how to support yourself in that. And you just nailed such a great way to do that. Some of the principles I'm seeing here, there are a lot. Some that I'm seeing are batching, right? You're getting everything together at the same time. Another principle is put everything in its place. You're putting everything you need together in one spot, ready to grab it when you need it. Live in the season. You are naming that this is a difficult one for your flare-ups and you are being kind to yourself in creating support for when things get hard. I just love the execution of the principles here for sure, but also the way you're adjusting what I'm talking about to fit what you need. And y'all, that's the entire point here. I am not trying to be the expert on telling you what to do. I just wanna keep being here to help remind you how to think. You are the expert at solving your own problems, not me. 
not me. So I love, this is such an example of that. I just love it so much. So thank you, Natalie, for sending me this message and congratulations on being the Lacey Genius of the Week. Okay, guys, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, be a genius about the things that matter and lazy about the things that don't. I'm Kendra. I'll see you next week. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy.